I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. You, uh, hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. As always, our special co-host, Chris Chang. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> my name is Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Were you planning that one or that just off the down? Off the cuff. Great job. Thank you. Um, yeah, today's episode is all about dolphins, and I'm glad that you, <laughs> there's a natural segue. Dolphins are noble creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode's about um, smoking penguin meat. You can eat, you can eat penguin, right? Delicious. You can definitely eat penguin. Um, I think the Scandinavian folk, it's actually part of like their cultural delicacy. Eating puffins? Eating puffins. I uh, eat puffins. <laughs> different puffins. By Barbara. <laughs> Barbara cinnamon puffins. Not the Trader Joe's cereal. Um, we have one guest today, an old friend, uh, Andre Conaparo. Say hello. Hello. He, uh, him and I go way back. We used to be roommates for many a year, friends for many a year. Many a year. And we, uh, we have had a lot of culinary adventures over the years. And Andre and I met in an illegal dogfighting ring. <laughs> Which is Come weird. On, and yeah, I mean, because I didn't even know you guys knew each other the whole time. Yeah, hi, Andre. Hey, Chang. <laughs> or should I say, Dre Dog? You can if you want. I think you just did. Yeah, Dre Dog, he fights him, Chang eats him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take the scraps, boss. Um, yeah, so Andre. We we uh, we worked on a pop up restaurant together, and we did. before that, many a year we were living together on, on our culinary adventures. I would say, cut, living cut living with you for was like six years, something like that. Yeah, I would say like, who's Stedman? Extremely <laughs> important. <laughs> <laughs> I would say our time living together was uh, very important in my my culinary experiences. Yeah, we. Lots of big meals cooked together. Yeah, lots of lots of meals. We had we lived right in Silver Lake by the reservoir. We had a little deck with a barbecue and we had a nice big kitchen and big living room and we'd have people over to eat all the time. Electric stove though. Oh yeah, electric stove. That was a bummer. For years. The things that we were able to put and make on that electric stove. I totally forgot about that part. And it was a shitty one too. It wasn't even a good electric stove. It was really shitty. Um, but we, yeah, we made it work, man. Lots of Super Bowls, Thanksgivings. Yeah, I was trying to think back on what were like the most legendary things that we did. I know that we would have, I knew I would make vegan lasagna a, a lot. Mm -hmm. Roast chicken was pretty much a weekly situation. Oh, yeah. Constantly being tweaked and played with. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like nipples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is coincidental that Chris Chang has had a sensitive nipple this week. All right, let's tell like twelve listeners, <laughs> <laughs> listeners at home. I told Jason and Andre, which what I thought was in confidence, had very sensitive nipples all week. It was awesome. You want to bring up nipples? We're gonna go you there. You brought man. it up. No, you did. No, you did. So according to Google, if you if you search 
male nipple sensitive. All you get are like Cosmo and like glamour articles. Details. About, about like nipple stimulation on men during intercourse. Mm. <laughs> Which so is I basically have no idea why my nipples are uh, sensitive. <clears throat> I'm not pregnant, I think. So no conclusions from the Googling. No. Just but the chickens this. come out golden brown and delicious, right. don't they? <laughs> so the roasted chickens. <laughs> Dan O was a big fan of the roasted chicken. Yeah, yeah, he would he would come over all the time, and we we did that. I know we uh, that's where I first learned how to make pasta. Mm-hmm. We had pasta making parties all the time where there would scratch pasta. There'd be dough rolled out and draped on the back of every chair in the kitchen. Because <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't have a pasta drying rack, so it was just hung over. Well, who does? Our you know what I mean. Chairs. I do now. You do? I do. Does now. Oh, well, well, well. And I remember we, we, that's where I learned about making beer brats. Mm-hmm. Which... The brat tub. The brat tub. <laughs> yeah. The brat tub time. Yeah. What, what, can you explain what the brat tub is? Uh, I, I can't even remember where I even... I remember... I was talking about it last night with, with Chris Chang. Hi, that's me. About we would, we would get like a big roasting pan. Yeah, like a cheap one you get like at Albertsons or something. And then you would put it over like both burners on the stove to create the brat tub. Well, or we did it on the Not, barbecue. We oh, put oh, it yeah. on the barbecue. Mm. Um, so you'd start by taking a bunch of like sweet onions, uh, slicing them, and then sauteing them, not caramelizing them, just cooking them a little bit. Did these onions make you cry? They did not. No, I actually don't cry that much from onions. Oh. Yeah, when you're this tall, both of us are pretty <laughs> yeah, tall. Sky high. So they were, in fact, sweet onions. <laughs> well, it, it is a it is a thing that I've noticed. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great great line, Chang. Uh, crowd goes wild. <laughs> Your mom's gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a I good. Can. That is a mom joke. Um, I when I'm I'm super tall. I'm six nine, and Andre, you're what six four, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And I'm like twelve six or something. Yeah, yeah. you're you're twelve. Period. <laughs> uh, but I I never cry when I cut onions. But then when I broke my ankle oh. a couple years ago and was forced to be seated when I would do any kind of ki- kitchen action, and I was right up on that onion, I would cry like a baby every time. The secret for me has been you leave the root on, because that's. I what thought you were gonna say you leave the room. No, <laughs> just leave the room, dummy. Yeah, you, but I always leave you, the root on. Yeah, like and when then you're when I leave the root on, I don't cry. Have you guys ever heard if you light a candle next to when you're cutting onions, it's supposed to help you not cry? At I've all? heard bubble gum. Bubble gum, like chewing bubble gum. The sure. candle makes sense because that's just like vaporizing it makes all, what the, now? all the fumes. Right? It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> you're, you're burning the the sweet onion Jason, oil. Jason, am I butter? No, I don't know. Tonight I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, I feel like I wear glasses. What is the sound of a of a pot? I mean, probably not a lot of unsubscribing going on, but maybe in the last <laughs> six six minutes. What is the sound of a computer going to sleep? Yeah, yeah. The sound of a computer just going. Wait, you just you just did it. Yeah. Um. No, I was gonna say I wear glasses, and I feel like when I leave my glasses on, sometimes I will catch a hint of it, and I feel like I don't know. If if that's anecdotal or if it traps some kind of onion cry juice underneath. But then I take them off, and it's fine. I don't know. I don't cry when I cut onions. No. I'm not a little bitch. <laughs> oh. Um, 
Okay, so you you All saute right. the onions. You you yeah, just yeah, yeah. wow, sorry, completely my fault. I don't cry like a little bitch. So, anyways, you want to get so, them translucent, not a, not really like a golden brown, but just kind of just like a few, but but they're left in large chunks. Yeah, they're left like in large circles, mm-hmm. right? Onion ring size. So you're thinking like something with a big bite and texture, like you would want on a hot dog. Oh, yeah. These are going on the bun after they come mm-hmm. out of the broth tub. Um, so yeah, the onions are sautéed down, and you dump that in the pan. Pour some beer in it, put it on the uh, the barbecue, and then you drop the brats in. You can you can grill the brats grill a little the bit first if you want to, but really by the time it's all done, it just ends up cooking down in that beer and those onions. <clears throat> and I feel like if you don't barbecue them, they're going to release a little bit more of that fat into that great brat tub water. Mm-hmm. And then so they sit in there. You'll watch the beer come to a boil. Put them in there for twenty minutes, and then you just. Pull out the brats and the onions and put them on a bun. Mm-hmm. Party. Well, why not brown Party the in your mouth. brats in the uh, pan first? You could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's really you definitely like, good. But I feel like uh, when I remember having it where it sat for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it benefits from like a slow and low, like two hours to where the onions that would, just that, turn into like a sweet ass marmalade. Well, it happens just from sitting there long enough, but it's a great way to have a big thing. Of food out on a barbecue, it's staying in the boiling beer. It's not like cooling right. down and getting dangerous for your guests. And people can just cruise by, grab beers, grab brats. Mm. It's kind of an all-day party. That's great. It's nature's crock pot. Nature's, it's not nature's it's just a hot tub. <laughs> it is tub. if you use charcoal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we would sometimes I think I don't know if this actually really made a difference, but you could close the lid. If you're using briquettes or wood chips, and we kind of like would smoke it a little bit. Get a little smoke flavor in there, beer. What kind there. of beer would you recommend using for that? Uh, cheap beer. <clears throat> Old Milwaukee? Yeah. Mm hmm. Did well, you make your own brats? No, I've never made sausage. I've always wanted to, though. Jason, haven't you? No, I haven't. Don't you have a meat grinder and with the attachment? We both have. Yeah, we both. I've only ground. I haven't. I've never sausage cased it's myself. Hard. My grandfather was a butcher for 45 years and he used to make all his own sausage, but that That's still tough. never got passed down in the family. Well, we should give it a shot, man. Well, well you, the, the thing is, like, we're, like, this, this place uh, next to where we live called Mario's Deli mm-hmm. in, uh, in LA here in Glendale, and they have really cheap, super good sausages I there. I literally had one this morning. Really? It was leftover. I cooked three days ago for breakfast and I had one this morning. And they're, I mean, how much do they cost a sausage? It's like... It's like four ninety nine a pound. All handmade. They have a hot and a sweet. And they're so good. How is... I know Mario's is busy when we go in there for lunch, but how is that place not packed all the time like Bay City? I don't know, man. I mean, Mario's it's, is amazing. <clears throat> it gets busy on, on, during the lunch rush for a sandwich, but other than that, as a deli, it's, there's not a really... I feel like I'm the only one buying sausages there every time I go in. Yeah. It's definitely more of a sandwich spot, but they make so much stuff from scratch. they got... Like scratch bolognese, marinara, pesto, sausages. Yeah. Well, if you're in L.A., give it a shot. Support those guys. Mario, you. Mario's on Broadway. You can go to Whole Foods, on take care Broadway. of your organic needs, and then yeah. take care of your Italian needs on the way home. <laughs> For listeners at home, you can't hear if I'm shaking my head because Jason. <laughs> um, one other thing that it reminded me of you, our friend that Chris Chang works with, Sue, She's on a she's on a little bit of a diet plan right now that she was telling me about the the G the GM diet the GM diet which which loosely involves the cabbage soup oh yeah <clears throat> which I which I learned from you it's yeah a weird diet like 
the first day, all she can eat is fruit. Uh huh. This is yeah, such yeah. an LA centric, but podcast, no bananas. But the thing is, it's an it's an LA sounding diet, but it was allegedly crafted like in the fifties for GM employees to obtain an optimal working diet. On the second day, I think you can only eat vegetables. <clears throat> yeah, the first day you eat only fruit as much as you want, no bananas. Second day, as much vegetables as you want, and you start the day by but eating no starch. Oh no, you eat one. Starch you start in the, the day by eating a baked potato. Yep. <clears throat> And then, I don't know the rest of them, but I know there's one day where it's just beef and potatoes. Tomatoes. Or tomatoes. 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 And then there's a bananas and milk day, which sounds like, you know, bubbly that sounds barfy. stomach. So, so you know about this a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, it's interesting that you call it the GM diet because I heard that it was like St. John's diet for like heart surgery patients that if they were really obese, they would do this for a couple of weeks to try and trim some weight quickly off. Oh, okay. Okay. And like with any short term diet, you're mostly losing water weight anyways, but yeah, sure. I think it's Banana fruits weight. first day, vegetables second day, third day is fruits and vegetables. Mm. Fourth day is like beef and tomatoes, which is really bizarre. And then the last two days is lean protein and you can have some like brown rice, Wait, brown rice, bananas yeah. and milk day and bananas and milk oh, day. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done it for years. <clears throat> Yeah, but she, oh, I, I ran into her when she was on the on her feast day, mm. and I'm like, "What are you eating today?" And she's like, "I had a ten ounce ribeye and six tomatoes for lunch, and I'm gonna have a ten ounce ribeye and six tomatoes for dinner when I get home." And I'm and I'm like literally dying to go home and cook this steak and eat these tomatoes. But see, I yeah, I, like that sounds <laughs> like nacho supreme to her at that you right. know, on day four or five. Oh, it's yeah it's finally some actual but she's she's not an overweight person at all she's yeah. she's she's a slender gal and she said she did it last year lost eight pounds and kept six of them off for a significant amount of time wow yeah i mean for what it's worth sue <clears throat> sue just doesn't eat very much but she doesn't eat substantially like healthy foods mm. Like she, you'll never see her just eat a salad. She'll eat like roasted vegetables a lot, but never a salad. Mm. She doesn't like salads. Putting her on blast. But she doesn't. No, I'm not. Salad hating. It's fine. Like she doesn't eat sweets ever. Really? She doesn't have a sweet tooth at all, which is very rare. Is that a Korean thing? No, it's not. I think it might be because you know most Korean people. I think after a meal, they're not really eating dessert. It's like you're eating really like semi-sweet rice cakes, maybe, but it's often like fruit. Or you help you digest, or you have like some shaved ice with red beans on it. That's like that's like new school Korean sweet cream. <laughs> like you never did that growing up. No, no, no. You that's, eat, that's like, new. Fruit after you eat, oh. what kind of fruit do melon? Korean people eat for like, dessert? Yeah, melon, apples, mm. oh. like uh, Korean pear or Asian pears. Okay, mm, love an Asian pear. Sure, the pears they just can't drive very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is I on get the roll. He is. I get it. Um, Don't tempt me down that road, Chang. <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, also, a quick newsflash: Trader Joe's has alkaline water now, and uh, I need I need alkaline water to be explained to me. Alkaline water. So basically, <clears throat> electrolyte water was the new thing, and now alkaline water is a new thing where the pH level of it is optimized. Seven or above is considered alkaline. So the benefit of it is it's your body can absorb the nutrients of it. Yeah, it's like closer to your blood pH and it's, you know, alkaline is basically basic versus acidic. Right. So instead of having like a soda or beer or something that'll help you wash down greasy food, like that's what I've used it sort of to replace is I can just have a bottle of water and I don't get like heartburn if I eat like nachos or something. I, really? I find it hard to imagine replacing 
water for beer and oh, being satisfied easy. by no, it. No, I love, I love alkaline water. Does it taste any different? A little bit, but you, I mean, every water tastes different. It tastes a little bit different. Like, is there, is there like less rocks? mineral content? It has like a, it's like more smooth and it's more hard at the same time. It's kind of, mm. it's kind of hard to explain. Like my bod. Like, just mm-hmm. much like your, much like Chang. Your hairless bod. <laughs> but speaking of, I was at, I was at this like weird event at LACMA. It was like a pre-screening event of a, of a show there. And the, they had a water sommelier there Whoa. with like 22 different <clears throat> kinds of water. And he gave me this water that was the most mineral-enriched water that you can legally buy. And he says, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like... They're just like smuggling this stuff out yeah, of Africa. Like it, was, it was gnarly, gnarly shit. And, and like, I drank it. Don't tell anybody about this water, it was It was almost tough to drink. Like, it, it was like a sparkling mineral water. But it was just full of minerals. I'm also just completely over sparkling water. Oh, I'm not. I couldn't live without it. You What's know why, though? Why are you over sparkling water? Yeah, it's going to make you sound like a butthead, but we have a... Don't be a bitch. We have a Natura sparkling water tap at work. A so, what sparkling water? Natura. Natura. Yeah, like nature, but with an A. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's alkaline or not, but it's like water that they charge you in restaurants for. Right, okay. Um, Fancy. <clears throat> But you know, a weekend I was like, "Oh, sick! All this sparkling water," and now I just I drink flat room temperature water. We have all this La Croix yeah. at work. I don't. Well, you you went you went too hard. Yeah, but I'm fine. Like I I don't need carbonation in my life. We we have a soda stream, and I have not stopped putting that thing through its paces. <clears throat> I really yeah. like ice. I, I like really cold with- water, and I, I mean, I go through like four of those things a day. Easy, love it. I think if I think if for some people, if you're if you're overexposed to it, I think for me, sparkling water is a, is a more of a treat than an everyday. Yeah, thing. Whenever Jason visits me at the office, just a glass of sparkling will do him good. Yeah, I just. But everyone else I work with loves it, like and drinks so much sparkling water every day. So I can see that being easier to replace beer and soda if it's know. sparkling water. Maybe I'm not like a carbonation guy in general. But you're not that much of a big drinker anyway. No, not really. Believe it or not. Yeah, I drink like you know, you know, on the weekends, but I never get like blasted. Yeah, he still drives. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm good to drive when I drive. Like Jason will know when I'm blasted because I'll fall asleep on his couch. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, you, you, you the do classic my... subtle telltale sign passing yeah, out. I on mean, I'm a floor. safe citizen. You you my favorite move from you is at one o'clock. Cut me off, boss. <laughs> like, I'll be in the club DJing, and he'll be like, he'll come to me like, cut me off at one. And I'm like... And it works. And I'm like, I'm not really going to be paying attention to the time you and your you drinking habits. You drinks out of my hand before. But I'll take drinks out of your hand, but also, I'll look at my phone, it'll be 1.45, and you're stealing a Heineken out of my hand. <laughs> no. That's not true. Yeah, it, it has happened. Anyway, I'm a safe citizen listener. It's fine. If any of you guys are cops, <laughs> if anybody's listening in law enforcement, <laughs> safe driver. I don't smuggle heroin across yeah, the border. Yeah, he's a chill guy. Um, well, before we get into what we're doing, um, really quick, I was on. We're we're kind of stealing the idea from another food podcast <laughs> called "Food Is the New Rock" that I was just a guest on this week. Um, our friend Zach, who was the second guest for this podcast. Um, he does a very popular food podcast called Foods of New Rock, where they have 
They've had so many huge guests on. And Jason I was, Stewart? And I was like, like Jason I was Stewart. lucky enough to be, I'm definitely low on the totem pole, but I mean, like, such crazy guests. Like, every huge chef, like, huge rock stars, band guys, crazy stuff. Um, but it's a good podcast, but they, this week, they did their holiday food and music gift guide episode, and I was the guest on it. Um, so you can go and listen to that, or you can just listen to this right now because it's going to be more of the same thing. No, it's going to be better. Oh, I'm on it. Because yeah, you're on Zach. it, it's going to be better. So, um, Sensitive Nipples McGee over here is ready for <laughs> some gift guiding. So go, uh, yeah, definitely go and check that out and show those guys some love because they're uh, cool dudes. But um, So what we're going to do for this episode is we each of us have a few holiday food gift guide ideas um maybe should we let's just do one for one do a little round robin All Chang, right. start All it out right. chang i'm gonna start off with a la crusade mini cocotte <laughs> because those are they're like 20 25 dollars uh if anyone actually cooks they can use it for a single egg you can use it for salt or you can just use it as an ornament. It's like a cute little. So those are those are the Le Creuset guys like that two three inches. They yeah. look just like the big Dutch oven, but shrunk down into yeah. a smaller size. And they're very cute, but they're actually still cast iron, enamel coated. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you can use them to cook if you really want to. Yeah, I know a lot of people use them as single eggs for well that or for sea salt dispensing mm-hmm. it looks nice uh looks nice on the counter can we go home now because i just blew you guys out of the water yeah wow how original Le crusade for hey, christmas although- <laughs> but although that's a great gift for anybody great price point Chang. i agree i agree yeah. no one one good i mean so let's wipe that sarcasm off your face jason Le crusade is the uh, is the cartier of the kitchen you really know, is. it's been around forever but Don't nobody's care. ever mad to see it yeah. with, a, with a bow under no. under the tree. Yeah. And they have a they brought out a new throwback line too. Oh really? Yeah. They have they brought back like the the double throwback top. What's that called? No, or that's not what I'm thinking of. Oh. They they brought out like the '70s style frying pans with the wood handles. Oh, like a little fondue feel to it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like exactly something that you would be passed down from your mom that bought it in the '70s or you got it at a garage sale. Is that something that you would want to use? Nah. I don't know how I feel about the wooden handle. Nah. I mean, could you put that in an oven, though? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you could. Wood? Well, the wood handle, I'm sure, unscrewed. But out of would it. you? About the wood. I'm still listening to Andre talk all time. No, you could, you could, you could totally put wood in an oven. It won't, unless there's open flame. I wouldn't put it too high, like above, like 350. I wouldn't be doing something 500. But yeah, wood can right. totally go in. You don't want it touching any elements. Yeah. But it looks really good. That is a great, and you can also if you get if you get tons of them, you can put your spare change in them, put your weed in it, whatever you may have. I just want to be clear that all these gifts you can put your weed in it for the Christmas season. Yeah, everything. Not all of mine. All right, Andre, what do you got? Well, I've got uh, more of a generic uh, idea, but I think time and time again I see people who are great cooks who love to cook and they just don't have their knife game strong. That's true, and I think. A very safe, fantastic gift for anybody is a really nice kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. A global, a shun, you know, doesn't have to be $800. Shun. I think you can get, I think my favorite all-time knife is a, a six-inch global chef's knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 
If you're willing to spend, you know, 100 bucks, 150 bucks, it's a lifetime gift that people can get honed time and time again. It's an amazing edge. It's got a great handle. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but you gave me one as a gift for your 30th birthday. Yeah, and I. How long ago was that, guys? I've been using it for decades now. <laughs> <clears throat> no, and it's it's still, it's still I still use that knife every single day, man. Me too. And you know, take it down and get it sharpened every few months. I just took uh, I just took my knives in this weekend to Ross Cutlery. Shout out to Ross Cutlery downtown. Yeah, Ross Cutlery downtown across the street from Grand Central Market. Went great, to great spot. Had a Wexler pastrami on the way. Mm. Double dipped. It was great. And we got the knives back, and it was like the the first day of having them back. I cut a papaya, and I felt like I had a lightsaber in my hand. It was like. <laughs> amazing oh yeah yeah. I, I always love the first slice when you get them back so i would say if you know somebody that you think doesn't have a great chef's knife in their kitchen and they love to cook that's something that they will use for the rest of their lives yeah and and that that goes into a suggestion of mine where it's it is when whenever you go to a friend's house where you will cook a lot or a loved one or a brother or whatever or a sister or whatever um and they just there's a few things that you use all the time in the kitchen that they don't have and they have or they have an inferior version of it and it just wow what was that <clears throat> just like like you're like the knife for example like you like the three of us are used to, we all have a, a nice chef's knife global family boys yeah <laughs> glow gang global and if you're out there yeah, yeah, and we're looking for a sponsorship. Nobody do. I just ruined your chances of sponsorship, buddy. <laughs> only since you said it, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say global is best? Kuroburo is ichiban. Oh, that was cute. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so, what what I what I've done like this year, my girlfriend, whenever I cook at her house, she has a few things that I'm always reaching for that she doesn't have. She has a pair of tongs that are very whack tongs. Not <clears> a strong tong game. And you can and you can easily go on Amazon or go to a kitchen supply store and get tongs that will last you twenty years that are chef standard in every professional kitchen for, you know, probably five dollars or seven. Surface Culver City? Yeah, go to Surface Restaurant Depot, whatever it may be. You don't need to go to Sir Latab and get the $30 pair of tongs, just like the industrial... So you don't love your girlfriend? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've made a mental note of the things that I believe that w- she would benefit having in her kitchen, and I will get those things for her for Christmas. Don't tell her what to do. She's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling her what to do. I'm telling her, here are these sick-ass things. Enjoy tong, them. Tong, tong, here are things, because I love you so much that I notice you use constantly. I'm yes. getting you a better version. Yes. And also, the beauty of kitchen supplies and equipment, usually the best version of it is often the industrial inexpensive version that you can go to restaurant depot and get at yes definitely and yeah like for whatever it might be tongs rags cutting boards pretty much you know spatulas knives another thing is the is like a chef's utility knife where Mm -hmm. it looks like a bread knife yep it's kind of like a long serrated knife that has a white plastic handle and the handle is raised up a, a couple inches off of that and you can you know slice 
sliced bread until the cows come home with that, or, or tomatoes. tomatoes. Or also great for spreading uh, aiolis or sauces onto things. Yes, and and how much do you think that knife costs at Restaurant Depot? Twenty four bucks. Right. Cut through bone too if you're a serial killer. <laughs> wow, you could. Yes, you definitely and, and, could. And those are two things like uh, a great pair of tongs and a great utility knife. You know, for under thirty dollars, you have two awesome kitchen items that, you know, like I'm sure my mom has purchased ten pairs of tongs in her life, and some of them are probably pieces of shit. Yep. Or, you know, everyone's mom or aunt or what what have you. And it's so easy to just go to Restaurant Depot. They're all over the country, and just be like, "That's tight." Go on Amazon. Yep. And buy it. Amazon Prime. It shows up at your house the next day. You bought it for five dollars, whatever. Also support local. <clears throat> it's not too much more. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Well, Restaurant Depot. You need to have a wholesaler's license yeah. and membership to not, purchase from not there. Easy to get in the Home Depot. I mean, uh, Restaurant Depot. But you you can get into it. You just can't buy stuff from there unless right. you have the little scanner card. So you can go in there and be like, I want this, this, and this. Go to Surface mm-hmm. and buy them. Or there's like uh, that. That Charlie Chan's place in Santa Monica, something Chan's. Oh, I've never been there. It's a they go there on on the Chef movie, where ah. where it's him, he where he's pretending that they're in Miami and they're going to the restaurant supply store to outfit the truck when mm-hmm. he first gets mm-hmm. it. It's actually a restaurant supply place in Santa Monica or Culver City. It's something Chan. I need to go for all my tong needs. Yeah, it's tight. I mean, you, you can go there and get. I get like, a Victoria's Secret when I need tongs. <laughs> <laughs> that tongue to tongue tongue tongue. How long were you sitting on that monster for? <laughs> I've been giggling for the past ten minutes. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, okay, Chang. Well played. Up. Well played, Chang. Um, Didn't see it coming. What else do I have? I have. I'm gonna use this one up. I'm gonna play my trump card. Mm-hmm. I think uh, anything coffee related. Again, this is a very LA centric thing, but you know, coffee is a very important game in LA now. Lifeblood. And I think, you know... Or everywhere. A nice, like, little... Uh, was it Colita or Hario Porter set? Or mm. a Chemex? Yeah. I think everyone can use an electric kettle, regardless of, like, if they're tea drinkers or coffee drinkers. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a very fancy tea drinker uh, uh, kettle at my office that has, for green tea, you want it at this temp, white tea, yep. oolong, and then for coffee. And, and it's great. And then, you know, you get them a nice little uh, pour-over top with the bottom... Set of filters and like you know maybe two bags of coffee or something. That's like a hundred bucks if you really maybe love an someone. Aeropress. Uh, I'm not a fan of Aeropress. Ah, okay, all right. I'm a pour over guy. Stepped into that one. Yeah, I agree with Chang. And or you, if you know if you're working on more of a budget, you get a little Bialetti percolator. You buy them a nice bag of espresso beans, and they can make uh, espresso the Italian way. <laughs> excellent, excellent gifts. See, si, gotta. Do you mean excellent? Excellent gifts. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that because there are because so many people love drinking coffee, and so many of those coffee things are are very daunting to most people to the point where they would never buy it themselves. They would never be like, "Why would I have spent twenty three dollars on oh, and a burger on fourteen ounces of beans?" Or why would I spend a hundred dollars on a coffee grinder? And you know, yeah, uh, a burger grinder is like a hundred to hundred fifty dollars, like starting level. Yeah, I've got yeah, get got the it. electric ones because a hand burger grinder is like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's just insane to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, for coffee wrecks, I would say 
for espresso beans, 49th Parallel Epic Espresso brand, Blend. <laughs> Wait, slow down. 49th Parallel. One of my favorite roasters. Epic Espresso. They're from Canada, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> and then for regular coffee beans, I'd go with Heart. Uh, they're from Portland. Heart uh, has incredible like African single blends. Mm. So that's what I would use for a pour of. Go get them, Tiger has their they own do. their own forty ninth parallel. Was it forty ninth parallel? Yeah, uh, bean called that is roasted just for them called Just Add Cream, and they use that's it for their pour over, awesome. and it's fantastic. I love Go Get Them Tiger is my favorite coffee shop in Los yeah, Angeles. It's amazing. Mm. Shout out! I, I go, go there Tiger. every day of my life. I wake up in the morning and like parking I'm, though parking. It's in fine front of in it the morning. I don't know. I spend a lot of time on Larchmont. Yeah. If you live in Los Angeles and you see me on Larchmont, say hi to me. And Make sure I'll... to stop in Larchmont Beauty. Say hi to Chris Chang. Yeah, I'm never yeah. in there anymore because they have a boutique store on Larchmont now too. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Speaking of, you and I were on Larchmont Street last night where a podcast fan came idiot. up to us and was like, you're Jason Stewart. You're Chris I Chang. Your... Wait, wait, wait. You're Chang. No, he said you're Christian. You knew my full name. Yeah, yeah. So is that your first? No, it's happened before, but first pod-related, yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Your first pod-related public run-in with a stranger. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, what, was, what was his name again? He had a he had a peculiar name. Why would you do that? We're all going to forget. And he's gonna <clears> he had like a special name. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, it was a... Tabitha. <laughs> I think it was Tabitha. <laughs> was it a cat? No, it was a full-grown man, adult, male. Speaking of other interesting names, my friend Tarl, Carl with a T, mm. uh, is uh, is a friend of mine. We've been talking. He's he's Tarl. an avid, avid listener of this podcast as well. I was just talking to him earlier today and yesterday. Shout out Tarl. Shout out Tarl. Um, yeah, he's he said he thinks that you're hilarious, Chang. Oh, thanks, Tarl. Mm-hmm. Chang, you are. Carl with a T. What is the what is the genesis of that name? What's the origin of Tarl? I don't know. That's a Weed. good question. What if the nurse just had like dyslexia and they said, what are you going to name your dyslexia, baby boy? So beautiful his name baby was boy. supposed to be Lark? Or? Lark. Lark. I don't know. I was just trying We're to just spitballing. create an origin story here. Okay, so. Coffee kit. So a nice little coffee kit for the coffee lover in your life. But a spit. Because uh, I've received coffee kit gifts where it's like, here's a pound of Starbucks. That's not tight. Okay, great. Don't be mean. But it's also isn't about the gift. It's about. (laughs) I know, but but luckily enough, you have us to where you can get even the uh, discerning coffee fan a gift that will uh, impress. Or if the if the coffee equipment game is strong with this this receiver of gifts, uh, I think Tonks, which is now Blue Bottle. They merged. Oh yeah, Tonks T O N X is now. I think their subscription service is now through Blue Bottle. They join forces. Okay, but you could buy somebody like a six month subscription where they get you know a pound a month mm-hmm. in the mail, which is really fun because at, at the baseline it's fantastic coffee, and you might prefer chocolates or something more fruity, but it's going to force you to try something different each month. Yeah, which I think if so, if somebody you know loves coffee but already has the stocked kitchen. Get them some great beans, and then they'll but don't get them blue bottle because blue bottle sucks. <laughs> I like blue bottle, and they'll think of you every month for six months. Like, yeah, that it's uh, a little monthly that reminder. Tarl. That Andre is such a nice man. <laughs> he sent me another pound of beans. <laughs> of blue bottle. <laughs> 
He sent me another pound of blue bottle. Oh, I guess I'll feed it to the chickens. I would burn your house down if you gave me blue bottle. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I really don't like blue bottle. So, so aggressive. Ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I love you. The coffee snob personified too, Chris. Chris Chang. No, I'm, I drink Starbucks every day. But you don't. I'll get go get them tiger in the morning, and then when I get off work, I will go grab a cup of Starbucks because that's all I can get at that hour. How much coffee do you drink a day, Chris? Uh, five to seven cups of coffee a day. <sighs> that seems like too much. You seem like too much. <laughs> You're not my mom, so I'm yelling at me. Uh, I do sound like too it much. It does seem like too much, Chris. Two in the morning, one after lunch, one around three or four, one uh, like when I'm lunch? getting off work. What do you have a cutoff time? Uh, like, like no coffee maybe after like ten. Wow! But I'm fine. I can sleep. I feel like that's a that's a lot. You're not my mom. Have you thought about switching over to a green tea after no. in the afternoon? I have. I've tried and it doesn't work. Even though you're Asian, just loaded for bear at all times with coffee. That's a lot. What, sorry. Do you, no, don't apologize. Okay, then don't yell at me. I'm not sorry. We're not yelling. We're just saying yelling. we're not yelling. Maybe there's some we're big, concerned, but we are not. Maybe yelling. we should. Maybe we should slow down our coffee intake. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. It doesn't seem healthy. I don't know exactly why or how. Maybe Andre knows more. So I'm but, sure it's not I, great for me. No. Well, I mean, a little bit of caffeine is supposed to help regulate. Yeah, but that's a lot of bit, right? Yeah, a little little bit of caffeine. But okay. Five to seven. And coffee, you know, it's a calorie-free diuretic. Are you are you just doing regular black coffee, All milk? Black. All black. No mm-hmm. milk. No milk. Um, and always just drip coffee. Uh, pour of doing at work. I've got a Chemex at work. But you you know you're doing espressos, red eyes. Sometimes I'll do an espresso. Some mornings I'll do a shot and a drip, or I'll do a red eye. A red eye. What's oh, the, no, not together unless I'm in a rush. I got it. Red eye is and a And you shot. pour it directly into your urethra? <laughs> yeah. You just pour your scalding hot espresso into your eyeballs. <laughs> and your eyes turn red, which is why it's called a red eye. Yes. Yeah, that's, what's that's what's the, the longest you've gone without coffee? Oh, I'll do a Saturday without coffee or something. <laughs> like, if I wake up... So, so we're, talking, we're talking 24 hours. <laughs> we're 24 24 hours. hours. No, no, not 24 hours. I mean, like, I'll wake up and I'll just be out and about doing things, but then around 4 o'clock... I'll just have to fall asleep. So we're looking at like 12 hours. You're uh, sure, yeah. So if you don't hours. drink coffee for one day, you will fall asleep at Yeah, I mean, or before. Like, I, I subsisted on, like, naps in college and high school, and I don't have that freedom, so I drink coffee now. Does it make you sad that you can't drink coffee when you sleep? Oh, it absolutely does. I, <laughs> I genuinely love the taste of just black coffee. It went for a, from a joke to full serious. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I love I think about it the taste of black coffee. I mean, as as horrible as this sounds, have you considered decaf? Um, I, I'll do a decaf if it's like 11 or something and I just need a little push to get me over. To get now you it sounds over like what? Coke. I don't know, being really <laughs> tired. What do you need to push over at 11 p.m.? Well, I'm like, no, not trying to sleep. If I'm trying to get some work done or, you know, I don't know. Sorry if this is turning into an interrogation. No, Chang's a very talented writer, Listen. so you might be out there with a the typewriter. No. Oh, yeah, bring the midnight oil. Gee, damn it, guys. Um, if, if we are going to a bar or something, if mm-hmm. we have plans at yeah. night. The yeah, alcohol will, dispensary. Do I will, do Jason can count every, every single time. I'll show up with a cup of coffee. That's but, true. <clears throat> all right, so... Is it coffee or is it caffeine? Will you Red Bull it at 11 p.m.? Oh, that's Good question. disgusting. Would you drink Lance Armstrong's urine? 
Yes. That's what Red Bull is. Wait, yeah. no, wait. What was That's the question? <laughs> the only time I'll drink Red Bull is if I if I absolutely need to for whatever reason. I'll do I'll do a Red Bull or a five hour energy late night, but I'm not gonna start dropping like a bunch of espresso at eleven PM. Oh, I did a five hour energy right. one time in my life and it's more like uh, one hour of energy, three hours of crazy, and then one hour of really like clammy. I, I've never had one. That sounds like Sparks or Four Loco to me. It was in, I didn't like it. Well, I would, I, in some ways, if you did a five hour and just started pounding vodka, wouldn't that basically kind of be like a Four Loco? Yes, definitely. Or instead of pounding vodka, you're just kind of like <laughs> maybe not pounding rubbing vodka, sand but. and pop off <laughs> into your into your pores is kind of what. Four loco would do to you. Oh, I regret that I never got to try one. It was, when, it was. You still have some in your fridge. I have one in my fridge right now. He has like a pre two thousand eight one. No, that, you got the real deal. I got a real deal. The fully leaded. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Would you yeah. saran wrap like a half can of four loco? It's not saran wrapped. It's no, it's, it's brand new. It's brand new. Yeah. No, but I mean like virgin fully, fully leaded because now they still sell it, right? Yeah, but it just yeah. doesn't have any caffeine or any of the additives. Oh. It's just like yeah, malt, they're like, like sweet malt liquor. I have like yeah, I have an old. It's old enough to where before they before uh, big big energy stepped in. Yeah. <laughs> the very first time I got super drunk mm-hmm. was on juice, which is you know. Pre four loco four loco like mm-hmm. sparks J O O S E yeah yeah that was mm-hmm. the very first time I got drunk oh that is that how young you are are you nineteen years old wait yeah. why was I feel ju- like juice hasn't really been around that long really I don't know juice was around when I was in high school I got really drunk that one time on juice what happened I don't know I just I got really drunk and like thought this is cool played for Pokemon minutes. for like eight hours straight yeah and then I barfed <laughs> I remember the first time I got super drunk. I was at a rave and I drank. Oof. I drank uh, one of those little, not the mini bottles, like um, the premix cocktail shit. No, no, it was uh, it was like so- like Southern, Brass Com- Southern Comfort. Oof. That's a painful. It was one. a little pocket bottle. Yeah, kind of like I don't know what yeah. are those called? Half pint or something? Maybe a half pint. Yeah, and I drank that in the in the back. Looks like car. like the size of a flask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Size of a flask. It was at a rave in San Bernardino, and I remember waking up. How's your life gotten that much better? <laughs> San Bernardino drinking SoCo out of the back of a truck at a rave. It was at not a. a rave? It, was, it was not a truck. It was probably like a Honda Accord or an Integra. Uh-huh. I wasn't driving. Like lack uh, of uh, integrity. <laughs> lack, lack of <laughs> integrity. Shame on you. Your mother listens to lack this. Lack of Jason. integrity. Lack of integrity. Oh, that was good. Indeed. Thank you. Also, integrity. That's some kind of like uh, car hot import. Don't make me do this. Drink. The type R. How is it that, that we never saw it? That's a special Integra. <laughs> how, Jason. How do we never see an Integra at a show that wasn't somehow transformed to say integrity in the logo? I know, right? Because that's horrible. I wouldn't do that if I had an Integra. I would do it right now. You dropped gold on us, Chang, and thank Listeners, you for that. if anybody's got an old Integra for sale, not so many miles, maybe some leather. 98 was know. the last year I've of that bod. I've got plans for it. We got cash. We got cash. All right, Andre, what's, uh, what's your next, what's number two pick for you? Uh, number two pick is something that uh, I've given to lots of people. It's a, it's a Rossley. It's not exactly <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. Ew. It's a, I don't even know how to pronounce actually the name. Rosley? Rosley? Spell it. The really, is R-O-S- that a R-O-S-L-E? 
Rosalie. It's like the re- it's like the really nice uh, kitchen equipment that you see hanging on the wall at like Sir Latab and and William Sonoma. They make everything from peelers. They make a fantastic peeler. Okay, but this and I may have even given one to you. That was on my list. The best garlic press I've ever used in my entire life, and I use a garlic press for a lot of things, including salad dressing. Primo press. $42, I think. Oh, I know it's the one. absolutely fantastic. You can't get a better one. It opens up insanely easy and well-designed to clean, and I absolutely love it. And it has a little thing that flips up so you can easily clean the whole, exactly. the whole thingy. You can put four or five cloves in it. crushes like a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else do you And use? it's really pretty. Yeah, it is a nice piece of design. It's chrome. It's chrome. It looks mm-hmm. nice. It's heavy. It's going to last you forever. Feels good. It's, you can pass it on to your grandkids for when they crush that garlic. Yeah, what, what, what are you crushing garlic for other than salad dressings? Uh, mostly salad dressings, but I make salad dressing three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But pasta dishes, I like using crushed garlic in a lot of pasta dishes. Do you uh, add that in sauces? Last minute, bec- or do you add it in early and just add everything in quickly after so it doesn't burn? No, but I, I, I like... The way crushed garlic releases a lot of garlic oil into a sauce. So mm. from doing like a really simple like chili flake, black pepper, olive oil, mm-hmm. a pasta sauce with a little bit of pasta water. Mm-hmm. I'll use a little bit of crushed garlic. Um, the, it, it's to just, perfume. When it's crushed so fine, though, you have to really watch it so it doesn't burn because it yeah. cooks so quickly. Um, well, and I and I, I like crushing the garlic whenever I would make like. A, like an aioli or something like that. It's great for aiolis. It's also when you're doing kind of like an herb rub for like a roast chicken or a piece of meat mm. or, you know, doing an herb crust on like a rack of lamb. I feel like that texture. And Chang is holding his boobs to emphasize what? rack. Yes. Nice. We have to Nailed cut that out. That's the, I think that's not the first time that you've started laughing because somebody said the word rack. <laughs> on this not. I probably podcast. did it earlier in this podcast. <laughs> But speaking of roasted chickens, yes, roasted chickens. And we were talking about that earlier. What is uh, what is what is your current roasted chicken game plan? What 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 are you doing with it? You know, it, it just kind of depends on whatever flavor profile I, I'm kind of into, or whatever I have, you know, in the kitchen. If I've got some lemons, I'll use some lemon zest. Always, always brining the chicken, though. Never not brining. Okay. Much like never not working. Yes. No, you're always you're always brining. Always you usually brining. do a simple brine, right? Yeah, it's very simple. You usually just do standard salt and sugar and it's, water. I do one gallon water to one cup salt, and then bay leaf or some peppercorns. I mean, it depends on how quickly I'm doing it too. If you're adding ingredients other than water or salt to a brine, you're not going to get anything from it unless you boil it. And if you boil it, then you have to let it cool completely cold if yeah. you're going to add it to it. So it takes I'm a long time. Quick, I mean. I will never not do a whole chicken without brining it. And if I don't have time to cool the brining liquid down, salt, water, let it sit for an hour. It, it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Did you brine for Thanksgiving? I didn't, I didn't cook Thanksgiving this year. What? I was, uh, I was with some family up in Northern California, <clears throat> and they did the whole thing. I, we, we did the dry brine spatchcock Thanksgiving oh, this year. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> so move, easy man. and so quick. It cooked. It cooked in hour a little over, less. Less. It was. It was a smaller bird. It was like an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty, probably. It was like the same time as it takes to cook a uh, chicken. 
It's such an easy thing to carve, too, once it's already had the back yeah. out, it's already flattened down. It's great. It was wonderful. And then you can use the backbone for a little Turk stock mm-hmm. for the gravy. Um, pro tip, I just found out that Whole Foods sells b- chicken backs and necks for like $1.50 a pound. Really? So if you're making cruel. if you're making stocks, if you're making stocks, it's the mo- or soups, those it's the most amazing ingredient to add in bulk for such little money. Yeah. Um Have you ever added milk powder to make a stock? No. To bones, boost the proteins and sugars? No. For more of a Maillard? Ah. It's a Heston Blumenthal thing. Oh no. Have you ever done that? No, I've just seen <laughs> him do it this. on TV. Hmm. I've powder? never done that. Like, yeah, skim milk powder. So at that point, it's just basically protein and sugar. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he uses a carcass of a chicken and, like, a bunch of chicken wings because he's like... Yeah, wings are great for that, too. Or wing tips. Wing tips. Wing tips. Yeah, cause... like fat to bone to whatever ratio. Yeah. And then he'll just... So he'll have the carcass in the pot of an already cooked chicken, and then he'll he'll just bake wings that are just <laughs> sprinkled milk powder all over the wings... He'll roast them, throw them in, and then like scrape down the pan and throw that water into the pot. I need to watch this. Wow. It's the only thing milk powder is good for in 2014, huh? I don't know. You could rub it in people's eyes if you don't like them. <laughs> um, I think. I don't know. You could do that. Absolutely. Um, my, uh, my next gift idea is the, uh, the TV series Mind of a Chef. Season season one was was awesome. Season two, I wasn't a big fan of. Ah, I'm I'm the exact opposite. Uh, season three, don't like April Bloomfield. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of April Bloomfield, or the other guy, oh, no. the guy from the, the Sean Chef Brosk. From uh, I, Sean Brosk. I think he does great Facebook. food, and I'm yeah. sure he's an awesome guy. But I, I I guess I don't know. I didn't like them as hosts as much as 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 the other people. All that work that he's doing with Anson Mills, or I guess Anson Mills is doing, that he's kind of bringing awareness to, yeah. like all those heirloom grains and the Carolina Gold Rice. I've no, ordered some; it's amazing. No, it's fantastic. I think that he's doing awesome shit. Yes, but I just, as, as a host, it wasn't really bringing much for me. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't really that entertained, I guess, mm-hmm. for whatever reason it might be. And then April Bloomfield. I don't know. I'm not really. I don't really understand. What's wrong with April Bloomfield? <laughs> she doesn't talk. <laughs> she doesn't talk like that. What do you know? What to talk like? She doesn't talk like a Bond villain from the fifties. A barmaid from nineteen twenties <laughs> England. Oh, hello, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> what can I get you, love? Sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, I don't. She doesn't quite have that thick of an accent. But I don't know. Like to me, I just don't. It's not not my flavor. But season three, I have not seen season three. Season three. Not a lot of people have seen it. Uh, Season three is Edward Yan or Yan. He's like a Korean guy from New York who's now in Kentucky. Um, Food chef wise, not really super impressive. But host wise, he does a good job. And then there's another guy. Magnus something something who's like this wild Swedish chef who does mm. crazy Foraging. like El Bulli level cooking like super abstract presentation and he does all this weird shit that I've never seen before. So that was that was really cool. But 
the whole season is is pretty awesome, and they and I learned tons of stuff from watching it. But it's on PBS, and you can't really stream it anywhere yet. Um, like season one and two are on Netflix, but season three is not on there yet. So I just I'm going to I've I've downloaded all the episodes illegally. I'm going to dump them onto a USB and then give those out as a gift to uh, to food friends of mine. It is PBS. It is PBS, so you don't really feel that bad pirating it. If and I get of this course, for Christmas, you're unfriending me in real life. <laughs> this. this is my Christmas gift. You're fired. I'll give it. I'll give it to you as just a regular friend gift. Okay. Unless it's like a really big, expensive USB stick, like a like you get a terabyte or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that though, and I don't want that. I'll, I'll take that. No, a terabyte USB stick is horrible. Why? Because there's more slow. Yeah, it's so much slower because there's and the information gets jumbled. <laughs> is that science? That's, that you're re- no, that's true. That's why, like, if you have a very large hard drive, people partition them specifically because if I have all these Photoshop files on here, a ton of music on here, or whatever, it's it jumbles it all. So you have a partition for all your PSD files, etc. He is Asian. It sounds right to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's starting to make sense now. <laughs> I'm staring him in the eyes. So. Um, I will give you a partitioned terabyte. I don't want it. Okay. I'll take it. I'll, I'll get you a, uh, a USB Le Creuset salt holder. Okay. Okay. Um, so that, if you are balling on a budget, don't have a lot of money, but you want a gift that has a lot of thought and will teach whoever you're giving it to tons of awesome stuff, it's all there. And it's not available on Netflix yet. So give it. I think it's great. Cool. Uh, on the same you, token, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to mention this, but I think it, it, it segues so well on the budget gift. Um, when you give some, when you make somebody, like say cookies, mm-hmm. but then you give them the recipe as well. Ooh. Kind of like I a nice, never given up my recipe. A nice handwritten note, maybe the cookies in a jar they can reuse. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's always a solid gift. You're stealing from my list. Stack, the, stack those cooks in a nice mason jar. Put a yeah. little ribbon on that thing. Yeah, no, it's the recipe that always that, that's the number one stunner for Ball me. Jars. When it comes with the recipe. Okay. Well, speaking of cookies, we'll get back to my third one after that. Well, I was thinking like just cut Chang right off at the neck, like, didn't I? Like mason jars with you know pickles or whatever in them already, like ball jars. They can reuse the jar, or so you're making fun of my shit. And or you, said, oh, and you came up with pickles. Jars. You came. You came I with have, pickles. I have you know so many. What else you got, Williamsburg? <laughs> Potted herbs. Potted herb, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, what else do I have on here? Squirrel jam, if you live in Los Angeles. Like fancy. That was going to be mine. You stole mine now, you oh, little Oh, too bad. It's little my bitch. turn. God. Do not pass coach. Do not Damn collect $200. Um, <laughs> I made kimchi one year and gave it out as Christmas chi. And uh, it's colored red to boot. Very festive. I've never seen a red kimchi. Never seen a red <laughs> kimchi, eh? I think he used to complain when I used to make it in the house because it smelled up the entire refrigerator. It smells up the entire house if you make kimchi in the house. Yeah. I stopped doing it because Jason did not like it. Well, that's why, as a Korean, you have the separate kimchi fridge in the garage garage where you, right next to the golf shoes. Wish, shout out Chris Chang's parents, they have one. Yeah, do you? Every Korean people. Does your person. Does your household have a kimchi fridge? in the garage. In the garage? Yes. Next to the Lexus and the golf shoes? No. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like. Like basically, I think a good sort of balling on a budget gift. That's like I always think something useful 
that could be, you know, almost a necessity, but a nicer version of it that they would not necessarily buy themselves. Yeah. So Squirrel Jam is, you know, it's like twelve to fifteen dollars, maybe a mm-hmm. jar. It really is delicious, and, and it's, it's a small jar. Great. It's a small jar, and it's a nice thing for them to have. It's a nice treat. Yeah. But you could you could be a jam lover and go there and be like, even if you weren't poor, you'd be like, I don't. $15 I'm not going to spend that much money right. on a little jar of jam when it's something you don't buy yourself. Yeah, but then when you get it as a gift, you're like, ooh, for you know, jam. blueberry tarragon. Yeah, I, I wish they made the blueberry tarragon one still. I never see it anymore, oh. and that's my favorite. Maybe but it's just had a season. I just uh, I just used it. Yeah, that's that's true. I I just used some of their seasonal cranberry bourbon jam mm. to make uh, the first run of my holiday thumbprint cookies. Of your mother's holiday thumbprint cookies. Stewart family recipe. I there we say. go. But I have, you know, I, I'm tweaking it. I'm, uh, by the end of this holiday season, I'm going to have it be, the recipe will be finalized, completed to the utmost perfection. Mm. I'm getting very close. What were the tweaks? They're they're small. I mean, it started off. I mean, because the original recipe was like, it's it's a very basic recipe. But the main tweaks are just using higher quality ingredients as to what they were using, you know, back in the whatever, however, you know, sixties or however old the recipe is. But like one of the main ingredients is almond extract. Ah, and that's kind of like the little secret flavor that gives it a its unique. Little zing. Just told the entire internet a secret. It's not that big of a secret. There's a, there's there's lots of other things in there, but that's like one of the main things. And like for the longest time, if you want vanilla or almond or any extract, you go to your local supermarket and get the little thing of McCormick's whatever that costs mm-hmm. five dollars, and that's it. And nowadays, you can get very nice, fancy versions of those things from local artisanal companies that are going to be far superior so exploring that and just using you know using better flowers using better butter and and eggs and maybe toasting any of the spices you're using fresh and then grinding by hand have stuff ever, like that have you ever tried sticking to like flavor profiles that work together in this cookie like so for the almond extract you use maybe like a cherry preserve and you get like time or like, you know, Jason and I have this chart of like flavors that work together strictly because they have like chemical compounds that are similar or that react to each other. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I think it's like pork liver and jasmine, pars- like flat leaf parsley and banana. Like they hmm. just work together because they have these weird things. Have you tried that? Like almond and cherry is, you know, a classic thing. I think. I think it's time that also is part of that family. I would be I would be a fan of time in that or rosemary. I think would also be a yeah. nice profile. I don't know. There's a chart mm-hmm. that we have. We'll send it to you later. But yes, have I you mean, tried playing around with like cherry preserves and stuff in that? I don't think I have. I usually go blueberry or raspberry. Um, but my favorite so far was blueberry tarragon. But the cranberry one was a little. It was, the tartness was a little overpowering. But I think the next one. Maybe I'll make a little, I'll get some nice cherries and cook them down with some thyme. And there's also pecans involved. I don't know how that fits uh, into the game. I could throw a wrench in the operation. But that's just a little sprinkle on top. But also things like like food processing the nut down to the perfect con- consistency to where it still has a good chunk to it, but it's not so large that it they're kind of sitting like boulders on top of it and you don't get a good covering of it. Mm-hmm. You know, really fine. And even dusting? 
Yeah, and even dusting, but to the point where it's not just a dust. No, not a dust. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between a rock salt and a... And a, maybe the, si- the, the size of a nerd. <laughs> the candy nerd. The candy nerd, the classic. Delicious nerd. Um, Thank you. Yeah, great job, Chen. All right, Andre, do you have one more? Yeah, I do. Um, I think the theme of all my presents are kind of lifelong gifts, things that you will have potentially indefinitely going forward in your cooking life. As they should be. You know, it's like a carpenter doesn't buy a shitty hammer. So you should have a good kitchen knife. The garlic press will last you a lifetime. And booze cutting blocks. Viking range. Oh, sorry. Viking range. Would, <laughs> yes, Viking range would be the most amazing Christmas present ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free yes. to send me one this year, you guys, if you're feeling merry. Uh, but booze cutting blocks. Uh, B-O-O-S. I have two. Uh, they've lasted me forever. A little mineral oil on them. Take care of them. But it's amazing what a nice cutting board surface can do for your kitchen, for your prep, just for your day-to-day enjoyment and cooking. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I have a couple kind of like the plastic commercial cutting boards, and they're not really a big treat to cut on. Work very well, though, but yeah. They work well, but yeah, but like when I'm cutting on a nice wooden chopping block, it just feels so much better, man. It really does. It's like driving a Lambo to a golf cart. <laughs> those those corners just really turn, and it just has a good sound. It just it sounds so cool. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things where it it tells a story. It's like is is it get notches and holes and cuts and it blood stains, it, blood stains and it tarnishes. You look at it and it's, a, it's so it's a well used tool. Yeah, and that's and, and that's one thing that if you do proper upkeep. Exactly. Just like a knife, it will definitely last you forever. The plastic ones will warp and bend over the, yep. over time, and they'll never sit right. Whenever you go to a, a professional restaurant, they have the four corners of the cutting board have the little uh, rubber mason jar seals on yep. each corner. Otherwise, it'll slide all over the place or it'll rock. Or a wet towel. Yeah, a wet towel underneath the cutting block. Or a wet towel. That's what I use. Yep. Yeah, and that's what you have to do. What? But, but with a uh, with a nice cutting block, you would never need to do that. No. How much do those run for? Do you think, like for I, an I've average seen size? Them for you know, on online on sale, as cheap as you know, seventy seventy five dollars for a nice large cooking surface. I mean, cutting surface. Okay. But I, you know, they can go upwards of like one fifty. Yeah. I've seen like the really huge ones that are like four inches thick and take up yeah, your yeah. whole kitchen island. Yeah. I would love one of those. Yeah. Chang, are you listening? I've got what? You want to talk into the mic anytime, Chad? Talk into the mic, no. Chad. Why are you no. sitting so far back? No, because I'm relaxing. Okay, well, this is t- this is talking time, not relaxing time. He's, he's okay. thinking about coffee. Oh my god! Yeah, do you want us to pour, do a pour over? What time is it? Nine thirty-five. No. Okay. Well, that's good because <laughs> that's good because we just finished the podcast. Okay. Woo! Unless you have any other ones to. Any I have non-food ones that I think would be good for like giveaways yeah throw yeah. a few non-foods on there oh i have one more food one that would be good mm. weber smoky joe yes if you know people that have a small like patios they're like 30 35 dollars fantastic it's gift. a great like you know that's just someone, a baby size weber grill yeah, yeah it's a little guy and it's a great you know people that have apartments that have uh what are those little called? balcony uh, like uh, like very tiny balconies mm-hmm. but they can yeah. still grow i have things. one myself yes um and it's a charcoal grill so you're going to get that grill? smoke flavor. Mm-hmm. That's a oh, great idea. I have good uh, general, like, your coworkers are, like, people that you have to buy gifts for, like, a lot mm. of gifts for. 
Who the uh, fuck buys gifts for their coworkers? Not me. <laughs> uh, socks. Uh, the worst Bincho, secret Santa ever. Bincho socks. tan toothbrush. The Japanese charcoal ones. Yeah, the black yeah, charcoal. Black charcoal I've never seen those because these are eight dollars, which is a lot for a toothbrush. It's not that much money for a gift, but it's a lot. Like you know, I bought one. How are the bristles? Black. They're great. No, it's awesome. Like I love it. Um, but you know, I was talking about it to Jason's girlfriend, who's mm. like, eight dollars for a toothbrush is ridiculous, which it is for a plastic handle toothbrush. It's not that but, expensive. Uh, like you can get like those sweet tricked out toothbrushes at Walgreens, and they could be like, like six, six, seven bucks. Are yeah. they really? Jinxie yeah. on me, Coke. Uh, disposable cameras. It's a nice. The mm. Ilford makes them. Oh really? So that's great. Wow. Um, Pilot V5 pens. Diabetes. If anyone's listening and doesn't know Pilot what to get Pilot V5? Me, yeah, just Pilot V5 pens, just black. I love them. So not G2s? Nope, I'm a G, G5 man. What's the G5? Or the V5. The V5. What's the V5? It's like a 0.5 millimeter tip. Huh. Just the My tip. My favorite pen. Yeah. Um, Give it a Google after. Yeah, moleskin is fine, you know. <laughs> um, and if you love people and need to spend money on them, but you don't know what to do. The get American them, Red Cross. Uh, nice soap and lotion kit from Aesop. Uh, the rejuvenation kit. It's like $120. What? But it's great. I love it. It smells it nice. Better it's better be a good, great. It's a good. The $8 toothbrush was too much, but the $120. You could get a five gallon bucket of Simple Green for less than that. Uh, and then candles. Mm, that's like good. Expensive candles. candles are nice. So does my girlfriend nice, like, write this list? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Listen, I give great gifts. If anyone you do, out there you has received a gift gifts. from me, I give great. Yeah, the last gifts. gift you gave me was a uh, was a proper chef's knife roll. Mm. Yeah, I got Jason a knife nice? roll. Great See? gift. Yeah. Good gift giver. Thoughtful. And you always smell good. Thanks, babe. You do really always smell except, good. Thank you. Except for some parts of you. Okay. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> you don't want me to say. Ew. Um, those are some great gift ideas, Thank Shane. you. Yeah, those are really good. Oh, or like Heath Ceramics. Sorry. Heath oh, Ceramics. Heath Ceramics. These are just always. things I want in my future life. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you can follow him on Twitter at Neg Nance. The real Morgan Freeman. The, the real Morgan Freeman. And you could, you know, maybe you should create an Amazon wish list and throw some of these items on there. Am I a porn star, Jason? Exactly. And maybe you'll have a couple. Uh, at Neg Nance, send me money and Heath Ceramics. A couple of admire, gentleman admirers. <laughs> Sorry, my Twitter name is now Neg Nance XXX. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my Twitter handle. Yeah, he posts up um, on his Twitter whenever he's going live on cam, and you can check him out. This is getting weird now. You I'd could, pay for it. Um, I'd buy that token. If you did like this podcast, please check out our other episodes and follow us on iTunes <laughs> by subscribing. Uh, just click the little subscribe button. That helps us out a lot. And if you would take the time to leave a good rating and review of nice five stars nice five star that five stars yeah. we're free pod we don't have any advertising and we're just doing it for the love of the game so if you could do that little thing that would help us out a lot um you can follow my other podcast tall tales at talltalespodcast.com and you can follow me on twitter at them jeans 
Andre, you are not on social media at all. I am not. So if you live in L.A. and you <laughs> you're just driving have, by Danzig's house on Franklin. If you know where Glenn Danzig you can, lives. You can yell out the window. Yell and say, Andre. He, yeah, if you know where the Danzig house is in Los Feliz, Los Angeles, just go over there and start screaming his name and he'll... Start singing Mother. <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> start singing Mother and he'll start shaking a broom out of a window at you. <laughs> Um, so happy holidays This is not our last podcast before Christmas So we don't need to really say any of that shit Why'd yet. you say it then? You never know <laughs> um, This could be the last pod that we've ever done in our lives you It's true about that? True story could happen Jason mm-hmm. We could have I mean That Kim Jong-il Christmas movie is coming out Kim Jong-un <laughs> Kim Jong-not-il Kim Jong-not-il Kim Jong-un And then There could be nuclear war Because of that So this could be the last pod <sighs> hey, hey. Um, So thank you for listening Goodbye Bye I love you Bye